Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. My name is Bree. I will be your host today, and I'm here with Justin from Rockville Personal Training in Rockville, Maryland. What's up, Justin? How are you today? Doing well, thanks. Thanks for having me on again. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for joining us again. I'm excited to jump in and kind of see what's happened since last time you were on the show. So let's get right into it. Let's um, just kind of go back to the start for the listeners who maybe haven't heard from you yet. What is it that made you want to own your own gym? How did you get started initially? Uh, And then we'll bring everybody up to speed from there. Sure. Uh, Personal training. Um, I mean, personal training is kind of like running your own business. Um, If you're in someone else's gym, you're dependent on them to get you leads. And then you have to basically close on on those leads yourself. So it's part sales job. It's part professional job. Um, It kind of reminds me of those those funny pictures from a few years ago. It's like what what people think I do, my friends think I do, my parents think I do. So, yes. but there are a lot of, yeah, there are a lot of different facets to it. Um, and so I started my own business because um, I was working for about seven, eight years for another gym. Um, and I realized I was spending, there was two things I was doing. I was spending an awful lot of time generating my own leads in someone else's gym. I shouldn't have to do that. And um, I was spending a lot of time fielding questions about improving the, the feel and the the look of the gym in which I was training. They were not investing enough money into improving it, like the carpets and the paint and the equipment. Um, and so those are things when you're a gym owner that you can control more of. Also, you can control the experience um, much more. So there's there was a lot. My clients are, um, you know, for the most part here in the Washington area. Um, if they're not uh, lawyers, doctors. Uh, accountants and their government contractors, lobbyists, or they're working for some, they're CEOs of large corporations or CFOs. It's a lot, it's a very busy area out here around Washington, D.C. They have a lot of expectations. So there's not a whole lot of gyms run out of people's garages uh, or things that look like garages for the most part around here. You got to really like put on a good show around here. Yeah, absolutely. And as far as your business model goes, how do you structure things within the facility? Are you doing only personal training? Do you offer semi-private? Do you offer any group classes? How does that work? So 95% of the stuff I do here are are private lessons. Uh, people are often intimidated by the gym or have some form of anxiety of being around other people, working out around other people. And the goal was to create an environment that was safe for people to come work out in talk openly move openly like half of the half of the reason why people quit working out because they don't like it you know and convincing people that they like it doesn't work either so the goal was to create an environment that people would actually enjoy and they want to come back and you know they have a good time and obviously have to like their trainer too if they don't like their trainer it's gonna be you know that's 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 like one third of the reasons why people are coming to me is because they've had a, a negative experience either at a gym or in a facility or with a trainer um right. You know, that's that they, they've tried it in the past. And so the goal is to, to basically do that, even though I have a few group classes, um, that's not really my focus or my model because it doesn't get, or my, my main model doesn't really give me enough time to work with people who have a lot of issues, whether it's health or whatever it is that's that's keeping them from working out. 
Um, so that's why it's mostly, mostly private sessions in, in, a, in a private studio. Got it. Okay. And how many clients are you currently serving? I think it's like 40 to 50. I used to count it more often. Um, but it's about that. We count people who kind of come in two to three times a week and people who come just for the classes or people who are kind of um, coming in re- like pretty frequently, at least, at least once a week. Mm-hmm. Okay. And how do you structure their memberships or how they pay for the services that you're providing? Do you do packages? Are they on a monthly reoccurring membership? How do you structure payment for services? So um, it's actually interesting because I did a lot of research on this. One of the things that keeps people not wanting to come back to the gym is trying to convince them to, to, to structure them into long-term packages. It makes them like a good business idea, but it's not. Um, people kind of feel stuck, like they have to come. So what I structured is for, for my ease and convenience is they pay month-to-month memberships based on the number of sessions they're going to use per month. Um, and we just structure it. There's a, so there's a per-class uh, charge. And based on however many sessions they're going to use that month. So if they know ahead of time they're going to be um, away, you know, we knock off one or two sessions that they might miss. Uh, and then they pay basically a monthly membership, but no long-term commitments pay at the beginning of the month. Um, and then we have them scheduled through the month. And that way, you know, we have new people coming in, what time do you have available? And, you know, it, it just works well that way. Not everybody fits into that model. Like some people bounce around my schedule, but they understand that, like they have to find the holes in the schedule. Mm -hmm. So, um, but for the most part, you know, I'd say four out of five um, have have a regular set time. They come in two to three times a week. Got it. Okay. So in that case, with that model, as far as structuring the way that your clients are paying for their services, retention has to be extremely good for that to be a reliable system for you to be able to rely on a certain amount of income coming in on a monthly basis. So typical time frame, industry average for a client to stick around is three to six months. Is that the case with you or are your clients sticking around for longer than that? Um, I mean, my clients stick around for years for the most part. Uh, I've been doing this for about 15 years. And one of my first clients finally just retired and moved out of the area. Uh, so my second longest client uh, has been around for about 14 years. Um, I have uh, uh, about one third of my clients have been with me for over 10 years. I've been doing this for 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I, have, I have one third of my clients have been around for at least 10 years. Um, and some have been around for about five years. And then I have, you know, the last, I basically work on the last third who've been around. Some people also, uh, some people, you know, go away and come back. Uh, I get new people all the time. I, I get several new people every week um, just through marketing. So I don't have to invest so heavily in a marketing budget because I don't need to generate so many leads. Um, and also because I can't, even if I generate more leads than I have, <laughs> we can talk about this later. It's been hard to find good help. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, are you pretty much at a point right now where you're capped out? Is your schedule full? Um, pretty much. I mean, it's, it's hard for me to get new people in, but because people are always, you know, in flux, um, I'm free. I'm, I'm pretty much full, but I always take in new people, um, and work out and try to work out some new times. Some people, you know, get sick or get hurt or have, you know, they're, they're away for a month, you know, so um, there's never a reason to turn away a new lead, even if they're only there for a month or two. So it's, uh, it's pretty consistent. Okay. And how are you 
getting the word out there about what it is that you do to draw new people in the course. Sure. So um, we've, I recently revamped uh, my marketing scheme. We use a lot of video to catch people's attention. Mm -hmm. um, one of my one of my good buddies does a does a content building um, business, and uh, I use them basically to help me create like a ninety second infomercial, or as I like to call it, your video business card. Um, revamp the website, focus specifically on interacting to see how people behave in in the gym and and when people go to see that now they're much more uh interested i get much more capture rates than i did previously um because pre previous models are just not working i don't use i don't use a lot of the social media i don't use any social media to advertise i strictly use google uh and then i have some local media that i use um that goes directly to the clients that i want to target and those have been really successful Okay, so are you having, if you're running Google Ads, are you having clients fill out some type of a lead form to grab their information? Or how are you actually getting conversions from those ads? So uh, the website and the ads, they have everybody call me, uh, either call me or email me or message me, either through the website, directly through the chat option, um, or they just text me. Um, you know, I get people's attention pretty fast. I get them to come in, um, you know, whether somebody wants to do the training or not is usually, you know, once I sit and meet with them and talk with them for a minute, um, you know, so, and then I convert most of the people pretty quickly. So it's really not, it's really not a, a, um, it's not a very expensive way to, to capture new, new leads. I'm not, I'm not getting a lot of cancellations. People not showing up like 95% of people who make an appointment will show up. You know, so it's it's been really good. Sometimes they can even book themselves if they want to. They often contact me first to kind of find out more. But yeah, I mean, there's just a lot. There's a lot of leads coming in, and pretty much everybody comes in to for at least the evaluation, and they'll stick around usually for a few months. But because also the other thing is that a lot of people being ordered back into the office more frequently. That's also been impacting the way we do business. Um, so I have to keep adjusting based on that type of uh, reality. Okay. So as far as when people do, so people are reaching out to you to schedule a consultation to come in initially. I have it. I call it an evaluation, but yes. Okay. Okay. And what does your lead nurture system look like to actually get people once they schedule to actually make sure that they're showing up? Are they just scheduling and showing up? That would be kind of just like a unicorn situation. Yeah, they literally schedule and show up. Like they reach out, to, like they'll reach out to me or call me, and then I'll be like, "Yeah, why don't you come in and check it out?" So it, I don't have to. I don't really have to. You know, a lot of people have to basically farm their leads and spend a long time like going back to them. Um, but I don't have to do that. Um, for the most part, people come, they visit, they poke around on the website, um, they come back several times. But for the most part, people who are interested, they'll they'll either message me directly from Google. Um, or address message me directly from the website. Sometimes I'll just schedule an appointment and just show up. I'll confirm with them, but yeah, they literally just are ready to come in. Got it. Okay. Uh, and how many new faces are you typically seeing on a weekly basis using that process? Um, they kind of, it's, if I was to average it out, I see several, I'd say I see a few new faces every week. Like I said, because of how busy I am and how much I retain, I don't need to see a lot of new people. Um, but, you know, I see a few every week or contact people every week. Sometimes like this, 
this past week we signed up like three new clients had three new leads in the past basically two weeks um mm-hmm. you know so it's you know and when you already have 40 50 clients that you, you don't really need tons of new people coming in so you try to fit people in and you know like someone's going on vacation for a month and you know so it's it's it all works out just fine Got it. Okay. And so what are the other levels of service that you are providing for your clients within the gym to one, provide higher levels of service and in turn, allow you to charge more for the people who are looking for higher levels of service. Um, And then, you know, the second piece of that, providing another stream of revenue for the business. Are there any other services that allow you to kind of diversify things within the business, allow you to provide higher levels of service for those that want it? Um, Anything else that you're providing within the business, whether it be nutrition, accountability, supplementation, retail, anything of that nature? Um, Well, I've looked into those various things, including the, the additional coaching. For the most part, um, my clients just come in and most of the time that we sit and chat, we're, I mean, we're chatting about what their goals are and talk about their nutrition while they're in the session, um, you know, and, and the goals they're making. And for the most part, people who are coming in are, are getting the results they need and they realize it takes a long time, you know, like with one client, we're reaching our two year mark and, you know, they've lost like 30 pounds so far over two years, but they realize it's a slow process and it takes time and, you know, and that, um, especially when you have a, lo- a lot of weight flus, like 80, 90 pounds, you know, if you're losing a couple pounds a month, you know, you've built up all that weight over the years, it's not going to disappear so fast. So, mm-hmm. um, but they do notice all the improvements and they realize that they're not coming in, it will just continue to get worse. So um, there's really no upselling. There's no, there's no, there's nothing really else to do. I've tried to offer classes, um, but that goes back to my whole problem of finding people who uh, are actually reliable for that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So do you think if you offered nutrition and accountability as kind of like a attack on service that people would take advantage of that and get even no. better results and faster results and stick around even longer? Uh, no, because uh, I mean, I've had, like, I've had clients stick around for 15 years and you can look at my reviews. Like they know when I'm there, it's, it's all coaching. I mean, we, you know, we chit chat, you know, how was your vacation? How was your weekend? you know, or we talk about the music or, you know, tell some jokes. I mean, we have, we, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty fun, open place. Uh, there's not really, most people don't really need the extra time. Most people can't afford the extra time. Um, and I've, I've tried, I even tried doing just the coaching and offering that. Um, it was, it was uh, uh, pretty much a waste of time because people, if people aren't committed to doing something, they're not going to make the time for it. And when they're at home, they're like, oh, I don't make another Zoom session with Justin. They just blow it off. And that's, that was my experience during the pandemic also, um, is that people need to be, the accountability was coming in all the time regularly and making it part of their lifestyle. And initially when you did that, was that a service that they were paying for or was that just a free additional offering? The, the coaching, you mean? Yeah, the um, additional like nutrition coaching. You said you, you've kind of tried that in the past. You are just, just doing that has not been successful. The people really to come in and do the workouts. And I talk to them about their, about their progress and their goals and what's doing with them during the session. So I really just like, I, I, I double it all up into or, or triple it all up in the session. You know, how's stress management going? How are these things going? How are those things going? Um, you know, and so for the most part, that's, that's um, how I provide that service, but it's all, 
basically all wrapped into into one little package. And so I don't I don't find that that by pressuring people so much about their nutrition that it's successful. Um, if they really need significant nutritional help, um, then I send them to a doctor, a nutritionist. Um, mm-hmm. I just give them I give them guidance for the most part based on um, you know courses that I've taken. So I make recommendations, but I don't give them a, a diet plan. So for the most part, people kind of stick with it. They realize what they're healthy choices are and the truth is eating healthy isn't really complicated it's it's about making smart decisions um you know as opposed to being constantly um have somebody watching i i I even said how much do you think we would pay if i had to be your little jiminy cricket and annoy you all the time tell you what to eat this that like no one would keep me around even pinocchio gets annoyed at jiminy cricket during the movie so (laughs) you know well i mean a lot of people don't have any idea where to start right it's like they need some type of guidance and a lot of people don't know what they need until it's right in front of them right so that's why i ask i haven't that's like that's like the initial the initial evaluation and onboarding when someone signs up is i give them i have a, a written up uh, meal plan for them to follow to guide them through it. Uh, I refer them to that. I refer them also to um, the, the I think it used to be Dr. Agustin's book. I think someone else has taken over off the shelf recently, the South Beach Diet Plan. Mm-hmm. I tell them not to go too crazy with it, but just to read the recipes in there and follow follow something along that because the idea is to make smart decisions while eating, eating healthy, more vegetables, more protein, which is what my diet plan basically is, but to give them more ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I talk to them about, they need the accountability to have a journal. Um, but for them, but nobody does the journaling. And for the most part, they just, um, they just try to make good choices and, you know, people stick around for a long time and, you know, they, mm-hmm. they keep working out and that's really, you know, more, more, more so than, than the weight loss, it's making sure that you keep exercising and that your numbers are good, you know, that your blood pressure is normal, that your, your A1C is normal, you know, that, that all these, all these other things that are, that are tracked, you know, you know, internally, maybe you're not going to be beach body ready, but that's not really our goal. Our goal is to make sure you live a long, healthy life. Mm-hmm. You know, there's different ways to get, like, there's plenty of people out there who want to tell you that, that being healthy means beach body ready. That's not what we're doing. Our goal is to make sure that you and your doctor agree that you're making healthy choices. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's really what our goal is. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's what it's all about, right? At the end of the day, making sure that people are healthier. So that's why I always ask about that is like, if you could offer other services to get people healthier, why wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's a matter of of time. I had an app for a while that, that could basically, um, uh, that could basically track your, um, meal planning and so on. It's just, it's just not, it's not, it's not effective. People don't like them. Um, many big companies have pulled their, their funding of a lot of these tracking apps, um, because it's just people, it's a lot of time to constantly go in there and find the food and track this. And they, they realize that like, when you start cutting back on the, on the fried food and, you know, and, and you don't want to, you don't want to constantly eat, like, you know, eat lots of pasta all the time, but like, you know, you want to basically learn how to balance. For the most part, we focus on getting people eating more protein and getting more mm-hmm. high nutrition food. Um, you know, and that's, and, and that's really the focus. And we talk about that during the sessions um, because, you know, as long as they're, as long as they're, they're, they're going down, like most people kind of go like this on their trend down, their weight goes up and down a little bit. And right. as long as downward trend, you know, and, and losing 20, 30 pounds over the course of a year, that's pretty good because, um, you know, the American College of Sports Medicine has said for many, many years that losing uh, two pounds a month, especially of body fat is a big win. 
And, uh, you know, so as long as the, as long as the trends are, are trending that way and people are making the time for it, making good decisions, um, you know, there's only so, again, there's only so much time in a day. And I'm happy they're coming in for the working out and staying accountable that way. Okay. So if there was one thing that you could improve within your business, aside from finding reliable help, that's something that everybody <laughs> struggles with. Um, what would that be? Um, I would like to have more space so I could offer like concurrent, like group classes while also doing the private personal training. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's just also that, like, I'd like to basically like, could I, I would like to be able to, to do that. Cause then a lot of people just want, they want like, people want the coaching but some people want more direct Some people want like the, the, a little bit more of the passive coaching. Mm -hmm. So if I, that would be something that I would like to do. Um, but I realized that would require me to, to find, uh, somebody to bring on that would, that would basically, um, sort of have the same passion for the, for the business that I would. And that's, mm -hmm. that's been a, that's been part of the struggle. It, it's something that I think that people really, even if they don't want the personal training, they want to be able to, to come in and feel accountable and have someone help them with their form. And, you know, cause, because the difference between a small group training and a group exercise class is the attention. Um, and, uh, even when I used to teach big group exercise classes, I didn't work out. I was walking around correcting right. form. I built, I did circuit training classes for the most part. I was correcting form and, you know, fixing things here and there, or, you know, taking requests for music. Like it was, you know, it was, it was, it was more of like, it was more of a coaching scenario than it was, mm -hmm. um, than it was a classic, um, exercise, um, class. And so people, there are people out there who really value that. And if I could expand to do that, I would. It's just that I wouldn't want to give up the one-on-one -on -one for those who really value that. Got it. Okay. So what is it that needs to happen for you to do that? You need to find somebody to be able to run those classes? Or could you right now get into a larger space financially? Would it make sense for you at this point in time to do that? That's the problem. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, it's the old joke of like, is the dentist okay just doing the, dent the dentist by himself? Or do they really have some people cleaning teeth while they do the dentist stuff? Mm -hmm. um, and I, and it's, it's the truth is, is that I've seen, I, I've seen very few large dentistry places and I've been seen very few big um, uh, personal training places. In fact, a lot of the personal training places that I've, that I've seen open and close over the past five years Mm -hmm. um, focus a lot on small group, uh, and they have a few trainers there. Um, and a lot of places around here focus on, on the group training with the, with some of the attention. Um, so that's, a, that's a, that's a, you know, I think that's what a lot of people value is, is, is that, um, is getting the attention. I think that, that's, that's something that, um, I think that is a goal going forward. I don't see it I don't see it right now being a wise financial move to go ahead and um, expanding in the hopes of finding some. The problem is finding out people who really um, take take this seriously. People take on personal training as like a side gig and part time, and and you know I really need people out there like this is a this is a real deal. Like these are this is these are people with serious issues. And if you don't focus on the fact that that you're um, you know that you're a medical professional and you keep yourself up to date with the science and you just go with the fads you know, by all means, there's, there's plenty of room for that in, in the fitness realm. But that's my biggest problem is finding someone who's really about, it's not so much about the, a lot of people are just into the exercising. I really need people who are into the clinical 
and personal part of it. And that's really difficult to, uh, to find. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of that has to do with pay structure, right? A lot of people can't uh, survive on just being a personal trainer, right? Unless they're really good at acquiring clients. They're really good at retaining clients. They're really good at sales. Sales is a huge aspect of it, especially if you're on your own as a personal trainer. So within facilities, it's always so important to make sure that you are able to offer that caliber of person, trainer, the money that would actually draw them in, right? And actually make them want to stay. And a lot of times there's a huge gap there, you know, and that's why people don't stick around or they do it as a part-time gig because they love the training, but they can't completely float themselves just being a personal trainer, right? So it's like, if we can provide them with a home and a comfortable living, um, then that typically makes a huge difference, right? It's like, like benefits, for example, like it's very rare to find benefits within the fitness industry. If we totally. can get to that level as a gym owner, as a business owner, where we can provide that level for our employees, then that kind of separates us and allows us to hold on to those higher caliber people. But a lot of times it's the the struggle of getting to that level ourselves as business owners to be able to provide that um, for the people that we're looking for, essentially. Yeah, I mean, there are so, um, the, the, the manager that initially uh, had hired me for my first job as personal trainer, he was, so he hired me and he's like, yeah, come back in a couple months when you're about ready to take the test and we'll put you on floor staff. Okay. I came back. He had been fired, but from the first job. So I got hired by the new manager. We had a great relationship, but I ran into the same guy over the years. He had to start over again. Uh, mm-hmm. And he realized that, that um, in going through like from, from top to bottom to top again was, was that there needed to be a lot more training involved. So the big, the big gyms that have a lot of capital they invest in the human capital and they put their new trainers through a lot of training and they get them into, they get them into being um, the model of trainer that they want to have at their location. Yeah. Yeah. On the training side of things. I don't have that kind of time or resources to do that. Right. On the training side of things. Sure. Maybe, but they don't teach them sales. They don't teach them lead nurture. They don't teach them Um, fulfillment. Oh, I, I would dis- I would disagree. I, I feel that there's a couple of gyms here that really focus on on uh, what I would call a sort of a holistic trainer. They really invest their time into it, um, and they they really they really try to make sure that that the new hires they're bringing on um, really understand that. Um, and it's just it's it's just in- it was interesting talking to him again about it because he and I kind of are that same type of person. He's you know he was also a great trainer, invested himself in the clients. And he went, as he went back into management and he's a very high level manager now who basically manages tons and, you know, dozens and dozens of trainers that come in. Um, they realize this is an important part of the need. The problem is, is that to address that, like people have to pay uh, like $150 for that trainer and that trainer's getting compensated $20 for, for an hour. And so, you know, you get, you have this huge, huge uh, corporate gap um and so it, it's 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 something that like you said they could they can provide for it. and there are gyms that that basically have a structure to 
to create a create uh, create a career for trainers. But I I remember arguing with with the gym managers, and I'm like, I bet you have one guy who does the lion's share of all the training in your gym. No, I got two. I said, okay, is the are both of them full time? Well, one of them is full time. The other one is kind of does it like most of it has another job. But that's the thing is always like at every single gym. That's always there's one there's one guy, one gal, you know, who's, who yeah. does. It's like it's like almost like in real estate too. That's what that's that's what, that's the problem in sales is is that issue is you always get that one person who floats to the top they get all the attention. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, and I just I hate when people say like, oh, I'm gonna have to get a real job, right? And it's like, why is this not a real job? Why can't it be a real job? You know, yeah. it can be. It's just you have to apply yourself and learn every aspect of the business it is a business at right. the end of the day to be able to be successful in it is a hundred percent a real job there yeah. are plenty of people trainers gym owners that make far more money than anybody else working 40 hours a week for somebody else for sure for sure and you know and and the thing is the thing i like about my boss is he he gives me off weekends i don't work weekends right <laughs> you know and yeah. that's a big thing like you know, at one point, I just, you know, right before the pandemic, I was kind of said to myself, like, why am I still seeing clients on weekends? I can just get it all done during the week. And I've been working on weekends for a long time, just thinking, like, I just needed to do that. And I didn't. I, didn't. I would take, you know, I would only work, like, Sunday morning, the only part of the weekend. That ruined the whole weekend, you know? Because going away, I have to cancel your clients, blah, 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 and, you know? And then just, like, right. every time your kids had something to do on the weekends, it, it just, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff you have to, to give up. And, and there's... The thing is, is um, personal training can be a very rewarding and empowering job, even for uh, an, a person who's being employed. Um, when you realize that, you can start to set your own schedule, which can, which in, which is why it, certain the types of physical therapy are are also important because you can have these, you know, fixed business hours. And when you when you treat personal training like that, where you're not just sort of like when you realize that you are a professional and not, not just another piece of equipment in the gym that people can right. make use of. It's a big difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, so now before we start to wrap up here, what is the big picture goal for you? Where are you looking to take the business um, overall? You know, whether it be six months, a year from now, where are you looking to take this business? Um, I mean, I think basically what needs to happen is, um, you know, it's funny, uh, this past, this past March, I went to um, the Idea Fitness Conference, and I do that I do it pretty much annually. It's a great once local to where I live. Um, there's, I go to the, the PTI East. Uh, there's, there's also Worlds, but I don't, I don't feel like dragging myself across the country in the middle of July to go to Los Angeles. It's going to be like 8 million degrees. Um, so, um, or maybe it's San Diego. The, uh, the thing when I talk to, to, to people there about is, is like, oh, one, of the, one of the classes I took there was called the Million Dollar Trainer. Um, you know, how do you become a successful million dollar business? And the first question I asked in the class was, did the pandemic put good trainers out of business? And I emphatically said, no. I said, the good trainers are still doing it. And I was talking to those guys, some of them were local. Their clients stuck around. They worked it out on Zoom. You had some mm -hmm. attrition. Uh, and when, and when, you know, the county and the city started to open things up, people wanted back in. And those are, you know, like I said, I had people who put up with the, with the, you know, the whole year of the pandemic and wearing the masks and then uh, carting everybody for vaccination, whatever, whatever requirements we had here. Mm -hmm. 
you know, and I wouldn't put up with that uh, because the, they value the service. Um, you know, like the good, the good trainers will stick around. So, you know, the, the thing is, is, is like the only, the only place I see myself going from here is, um, is basically to, to, to show others how to put together successful trainer businesses, how to properly educate themselves, um, you know, to go basically to coach the coaches, basically. Um, mm-hmm. and I, and I, I was inspired by what Todd Durkin did with Todd Durkin Enterprises, where he realized he was living at the gym for his whole life and missing out on other aspects. Um, you know, he, he's now, he's a consultant. I think consulting others on how to run successful gyms is a way of the future. There's a lot of people out there. We always do the math, you know, for, for every gym, you know, that has 2000 members, you know, only like a fraction, one to 5% people use that gym frequently to get mm-hmm. the, the maximum use out of it. And, you know, people need to, to learn how they can create a space for people that's not this old, um, you know, gym as library, um, you know, uh, function or service where you pay for it so that way you have it available to you. But kind of like the library, you just don't go there very often. Right. So, mm-hmm. You know, and you know, unlike the, unlike the library, there's a charge. You just don't mind the charge as long as I have it there in case I want to use it. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, getting people to think to think more about that and to become uh, more front and center of people. I think people there, there's a lot of, of people out there. And I and I, I one thing I, I wish that would be promoted more significantly. I remember as a kid, they used to have the, the president's um, fitness challenge, which goes back to the 1950s. I wish there was more of, 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 uh, of that type of dynamic for encouraging health. Um, that used to come from, from government level. Um, it's now, now stuff coming from pharmaceutical companies talking about the history of obesity and how to make changes. So there needs to be more of a push um, in general for people to, to make themselves available um, to really invest in clients and really invest in the problem that we have. And that's where I see myself going in, in about, you know, five, 10, about, about five to seven years is doing that, is going into the uh, advocacy and promotion aspect of fitness and getting others for every one person who knows what they're doing, you can train hundreds of other people and, and eventually get them to be successful too. And that's where I see myself going. Right. Yeah, absolutely. On a larger scale, being able to help more people. There are so many people out there who need health and fitness in their lives and either don't have access to it, don't know what they're doing. Um, there's just so much room there to, to help on a larger scale. So that's awesome. I love that. All right. So as we start to wrap up here, where can the listeners find you on social media? Um, Nowhere, right? You said you're not really on social media. Oh, I don't advertise social media. You can, I mean, you can find me. It's always Rockville personal training. Um, and you'll find me, you'll, you'll find my website, rockvillepersonaltraining.com. You'll find Rockville personal training on Facebook. You'll find it on Instagram. You'll find it on Twitter. Um, you know, and I, I, I do, I, I promote the gym and I promote good habits on there. Um, but you won't find my ads up on there so frequently, but they do, I do have a lot of content that goes up on there on social media because people look to see that you're active there. Um, mm-hmm. so, uh, you'll find, you'll find a lot of the, the media content that I built in my gym. You'll see like some of my clients, I do a lot of stuff like with clients in virtual reality these days. Um, and so you'll see some, some, some hints of how I incorporate that. You'll see how the different workouts I work with people, how uh, everyone loves to come to train with me. That's the stuff you find on my social media. Um, awesome. so it's there to nurture and not to generate leads basically. Got it. Perfect. Alrighty. So Justin from Rockville personal training in Rockville, Maryland. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. It's been great having you on the show.
Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. Absolutely. To all the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you'll be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, keep killing it out there and we will catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Sheila from Barbell's Gym in Elgin, South Carolina. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to have you here and to really learn more about, you know, what you have going on in your facility, what you guys have to offer. But before we dive into the business side of things, give me a brief backstory. Um, you know, kind of what was it that led to you becoming a fitness business owner? How did you end up in this position? Okay, big, big oops. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so I graduated college with a criminal justice degree and had all hopes and intentions of becoming a cop. That was my lifelong goal. And started down that road until I failed the physical fitness test three times and realized that that freshman 40 that they talk about was a real live thing. And I was completely out of shape. So I started getting, you know, getting my life together to get, do what I wanted to do. Um, found a workout that I absolutely loved the thought of running, the thought of going to a gym. I just didn't like any of that idea. Um, but found quickly, um, kickboxing loved it kind of a violent side person, I guess. Um, so I loved it. It was, you know, motivated me. It, it, relieved a lot of stress, this and that. So I stuck with that and then got certified in New York where I'm from and started teaching classes there. So that kind of really brought me into leading others into working out and becoming healthier. Um, and then, you know, by way of South Carolina, moved here, um, started my full-time job here for, you know, real estate for 17, 18 years now. But a friend of mine owned a gym. Um, she wasn't a big gym enthusiast she kind of it was a business you know she just she ran it she built she cleaned she ran it and she kept telling you know talking to me about she you go to the gym all the time because I really had dedicated myself more when I saw the benefits of getting you know back in shape and getting healthy and feeling good and that kind of stuff um so I became you know daily go to the gym work out that kind of stuff and had a passion for it so she wanted me to, to buy the gym buy the gym buy the gym and I was like you're crazy I don't know the first thing about owning a gym I know how to go to the gym, but I don't know how to own a gym. And um, finally, you know, the, the numbers were right. Cause I have a business degree now too. And I was like, well, it's a business. I get to run it as a business. Um, so that's been the biggest struggle for me, honestly, is because I do have such a passion for helping people. And, um, you know, I've got two young daughters that I bought the gym also for them to kind of grow up around it and have it comfortable for them and know how to work out and be healthy and that this isn't as scary as it seems to some people. Um, but training, like I love training and I've really had to pull myself from that side of it 
to run the business. Like I bring trainers into the gym um, because if not, I know myself, I'll be out there training and then the business side will fall apart. So I've had to kind of separate that for me um, just to keep the business side of it going. going. Yeah. yeah. And I think that a lot of us, like we start typically, um, most people don't just start a gym just as a business venture. Most people start a gym because they like health and fitness. And for many people, they don't have a business background whatsoever. And they decide to open up a gym and right. they're just running it solely off of their passion, which is good. But we, we can still have this passion and run a really awesome gym and make some money while doing That's it. That's right. That's right. Um, give us kind of your elevator pitch of Barbell's Gym. Tell us who you are. Kind of paint a picture for us so we really understand the business model as we start to talk about um, the business side of things here. Okay. So we are legitimately like small town, hometown gym. Like we're um, in, a, in a strip mall here. I joke that, you know, the other half of the mall is... Um, Domino's. So I wait for people to order their pizza, sit in the car and wait for their pizza. And I go out and talk to them about coming to join the gym. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, But, you know, 2,500 square feet. um, It's true uh, weight gym. You know, um, we've got weighted equipment, cardio, um, 24 hours. So once you're a member, you've got a fob, you come and go as you please. Got cameras that I can, you know, jump in on, check on things. Um, it's such a small town that, you know, I'm, I'm friends with the mayor and the head of the police department. They come and drive through the park a lot, make sure everything's good for me. And um, and it's it's just a really, really good environment. You know, it's I tell people when they come in and get a tour that um, this is like working out at home. Like turn the lights on if they're off when you come in and turn them off when you leave. And that's what everyone loves about it. You know, a lot of our members <laughs> leave for the you know, deal down the road. We're not expensive, um, like at all in my mind, you know, cause I know specialty gyms kind of what they, you know, the boutique type gyms and things like that, what they can charge. Um, so they'll go down the road and come back and there's like, it's, it's a whole different vibe in here. Cause it's an atmosphere, you know, and it's like anything, the more comfortable you are, it's going to bring out the best in you. So I try to keep that atmosphere in here. I have no problem. Somebody that's, you know, going against that to, you know, tell them, look, this is, this is my house. This is my stuff and my gym. And that's not how we act in here. And they love it. They, you know, the members are all great. They're very supportive, very, um, loyal. will do anything. Um, I remember when I first bought the gym, it was about a year after I first bought it. I had an envelope under my door that had a, um, had a couple of those coupons that you cut out of a newspaper mm-hmm. in the envelope and like $47 in cash. And somebody wrote, you know, found this next to the back machine in the back. And I was like, you know, that's, those are good people. Those are good yeah. people. Like small town kind of vibes. Yeah, for real, yeah. for real. Okay, that's cool. Um, So pretty much like people come in and they kind of do their own thing Um, for the most part, 24 seven facility. Um, do you guys offer like group fitness or personal training at all? Or are those like add-ons that you have? So we do have personal trainers and it, it is an add-on. Um, I come from boxing and kickboxing training. So I brought in, you know, immediately brought in some heavy bags in here, um, some gloves. It's, you know, they can grab the bags and hit on, or the gloves and hit on the bags all they want. I do um, boxing, kickboxing, one-on-one training. The only space we have in here is for one-on-one training. I don't have group group room for group training um we've used every ounce of space that we have in here um 
when the weather's a little bit cooler, which in South Carolina is about a good two week span, <laughs> we go, you know, out back. We've done some, you know, boot camps and things like that. But um, for the most part, like we're we're at our limit in this facility. In and terms of like services to offer. services, right, right. Because I would love to do, you know, Zumba classes and yoga classes and things like that. We just don't have it just doesn't work in here. We don't have the room for it. Yeah, I know for sure. That definitely makes sense. Um, you can't offer classes if you don't have a space for it. But let's look at the personal training side of things here. With the business model like this, personal training is a good thing for a couple of reasons. I always like to say it's good for the business because we're bringing in a little bit more money, right? But mm -hmm. then when we look at our clients, it's really good for our clients too, because there's always, our clients are always going to have some sort of specific goal. So if we can offer them a solution to help them achieve that specific goal, personal training, it's good for our client. They're going to see the result that they want and that gets them motivated to continue coming. Um, so as the business stands right now, you know, how does the personal training thing work? Do you have employees? Do you contract um, trainers, like what, what does that look like for the business? So we, um, we, we don't have, um, employees. Um, I would love to get to a point where I can have a full-time, um, trainer. Like I'm the full-time trainer in here, just as far as, cause I've come in here, I'm in the office, plenty of members walk in here. Sheila, we show me this. Will you show me how to do that? I'm out of back. What can I do to work this part? You know, and I, I have no problem stopping because like you said, if they're not seeing changes or seeing why are they coming, you know, they're going to stop coming. So, um, I, as far as the, the trainer side of it, we contract them in. Um, I don't set prices for my trainers. I give them a range because, you know, right down the road, about 10 miles is, is, is you know, like a gold's gym type. It's not gold's gym, but a, a type of gym like that. And, you know, I know what they charge and, my members can't pay that kind of, that kind of fees. You know, we're in a, we're in a very small town here. Um, so I wanted to make it an attainable goal for them. So in order for the, the trainers to make money, um, to have them come here, I have to take less as a, as a, as a gym owner, you know, I, so I, I reduce my split. They make more so they can charge less to the, to the, um, the members. Um, I knew that it was a temporary, you know, it wasn't going to be a long time thing. Um, I just had to get it going in here because there were trainers in this gym when I bought it. Yeah. You know, people started walking around and they just didn't know what to think about it. But when I explained to them, look, we're not chasing you down in the parking lot trying to sell you anything. This is a resource. Like if you're coming in here and doing the same workout every single day and not seeing any changes, why not pay someone to help you? Right. So but like as a, you know, a resource for them, they accepted it. It was, it was seen as a, as help for them versus, oh, here we go, you know, trying to sell us this and that. And it wasn't that at all. Um, one of the first things I did when I bought the gym was I got rid of contracts. We don't even have contracts in here. It's month to month. Um, what I tell owners or members is if you don't want to be here, I'm not going to make you come in here. I'm not trying to have that atmosphere. I'm not going to make my money by holding you to, to, you know, a one-year contract that you signed. I don't want to have to chase you down for payment. <laughs> I have no problems, you know, letting you go. That makes room for the next member that does want to be here. Um, so with that being said, you know, we just, I contract the, the trainers. Um, 
it's just me. We're not corporate. You know, I let them do their specialty, what they're good at, what they know how to do and what they love to do. And the members love it. Yeah, no, I, I would agree. I think like for our members, we have to provide them all the value that we can so that they succeed. And so by offering personal training with trainers that have different specialties, it's great for our members. Um, and and in, in turn, it's good for, you know, the business. Um, so for you um, in, in the, the gym right now, how many regular memberships do you have? And is it kind of different levels, tiered memberships, or is it just like one price for everybody, no matter what? No, we do. Um, so we've got three different types of memberships we've got, and I just wanted to hit different price points for, for members. Um, so we've got our month to month where just in during COVID, I know it affected a lot of different people in a lot of different ways as far as gyms and, and we luckily where we were, we were, you know, mandated by our, our governor to shut down for the six weeks and then we could open back up. So we were only down for six weeks and while it, it hurt, you know, um, it gave me the opportunity because when, when I bought the gym, you know, the, the billing system was legitimately like the little where you punch in the credit card number. And that was the billing system and the system, I couldn't open the door other than actually being in the gym, nothing could be done online. So I took those six weeks as an opportunity to invest in the gym. I updated our, our software, I updated our, our scan system, all of that. Um, and it's been a godsend, honestly, because like I can pop the door from my phone anywhere I'm at. Um, I can jump in on the cameras, I can sign up a member on the you know, on the computer in an airport somewhere, if I need to, like, I can do all of that online. Um, so, um, we took that opportunity through COVID to update everything and kind of get it. Um, I, I wouldn't even say to, to today's standards, cause I know there's way more out there that I don't know. Um, mm -hmm. but at least in a, in a more functional, um, method here. So every month it's built, um, so you can do a month to month membership. You can do a three month. We do a three month special where you can get three months or yearly. Okay. So we've got three different memberships. And then of course you can add on family members, family two, family three. Um, and then we're a big military um, community here. We've got four military bases. So I do a military discount. Um, so we've got that billing, but it's all, you know, month to month, three month, one year. It all okay. works on that some good options there for people obviously if somebody's been coming with you coming to you for a couple of years it makes sense for them to like pay for a year in full right. a couple of months so that's good that you offer that um and it's good again that guaranteed kind of revenue for the business is nice um how many members do you have right now we're at 351 members Okay. Is that a place where you feel pretty comfortable, Sheila, or are you looking to like grow in terms of adding more members and growing the community? I mean, I'm, I feel like it, we're, we're at a good number where we're at. Um, and then I was kind of heading down that road in a, earlier, but I, my goal two years, well, three years ago now with COVID, but I wanted to grow Like when I bought this gym, I had so many ideas and like all this stuff that I wanted to do. Um, but then COVID hit. So I was like, okay, we got to kind of scale it back. And I'm a very cautious, calculated person. You know, I'm not a, a risk taker. So, um, I kind of just sat tight and then, you know, with, with real estate, the way it is, I, 
we absolutely have a place to grow here in the community without a doubt. Um, but I just got to make it make sense. Like the numbers have to make sense. And with the, you know, the real estate costs up where they were, I mean, it's coming back. And again, me being in real estate, it helps with that part of it too. But, you know, it's coming down to a more realistic idea, but um, you know, I want to grow this gym. We're at 2,500 square feet. I want to grow it to between six and 8,000 square feet. I don't want to get too big, but I also know, you know, the lease and renting where I'm at because I lease and being in real estate, that just doesn't make sense to me. You know, I want to own, I want to own a building and I want to grow the gym. Um, so I really feel like we could easily do five, 600 members in a new facility and maybe more with, with offering classes and, you know, the youth training that I want to do with the kids. Um, there's just a huge hole that I, I want to fill. I've just got to be able to, you know, do it in a smart way where, like you said, I don't want to bite off more than I can chew with all these ideas. And then just business-wise, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be really kind of smart how you roll out these ideas in this industry, because like we can't put all of our eggs in one basket. Cause if we do that, the other side of the business is going to, you know, um, fall from from that sure. uh, so it, it is kind of a tricky balance to kind of figure that out so no uh, really have to know your audience right. like I couldn't like you have a CrossFit gym there in Orlando and it, it sounds like it's doing amazing the numbers you said mm -hmm. I couldn't open a huge CrossFit gym where I'm at right now it would fail miserably I mean it would not fail I don't want to say that but like I'm all about, like in my community, I know my community, I'm in real estate. I know all the dynamics and the demographics and all that here. It has to be this type of facility where we offer true weight training, you know, where we've got true weight, we've got cardio, we've got Zumba classes, we've got, you know, youth training, we've got boxing training, we've different things. We couldn't be a boutique gym. We couldn't be a specialty gym for one thing. It has to truly be because we got a lot of families that come in here, you know, the kids will be training and the girl, the mom will be on the treadmill and dad's lifting weights, you know? So it's got to kind of appeal to everyone and have a little bit for everybody. I mean, that's really the only kind of gym that's going <clears> to <throat> be here. It, it, there's So, you know, it sounds like you have all these ideas that you're looking to maybe implement in the future. My question to you, Sheila, is where's your focus right now? As things currently stand, what's that one thing that you're really focusing on right now to help you down the road as you continue to grow and scale your business? Um, I would say, obviously, member retention. Um, I talked to my different members, you know, just finding out what we're missing, what they'd like to see. Um, getting someone I've, I've got somebody that helps me out here part-time I need to get someone here full-time I just you know I, I've, I'm a little bit of a control freak I like to to have control of everything but I can't do it you know so just kind of letting go and letting and I mean it it runs itself like I could not come in here for three days and it, it would be messy but honestly my members would wipe things down and things like that because they do that if I if I'm not here um so it's just, just member retention and kind of coasting at this point. Like I'm not, 
I'm not doing a ton of advertising and I know it sounds crazy, but I'm not trying to grow right now, even though I'm, I'm added, like, I think I said 18 members this month. Um, I'm not pushing it just because if, if I get too big, current members are going to not be as happy because we're going to be too full. You know, there's going to be right too many people. So I'm just trying to keep status quo until I see the right opportunity to either buy some land and build or an existing building. And yeah. Then, and then that won't take that long, you know, just because I know that side of it as well being, and I do commercial real estate. And so I know that side of it as well. So we could, it could happen quickly. Um, but I'm just, you know, maintaining memberships, maintaining equipment, maintaining, just maintaining is my answer to that question. <laughs> just yeah. maintaining where we're at. Yeah. Since this is kind of like your passion project per se like the right when the right opportunity comes knocking for the business like I feel like you're gonna know and there's nothing wrong with having like you know running a gym and having it be like something that's like your makes you really happy it's your passion and like you'll know with that you'll know when the opportunity is right um being out there like there's a lot of I got a, a text today from <laughs> someone who does you know travel ball here and then wants me to come and do speed and agility training for the softball teams for all of the softball teams so I'm always out there on my daughter's softball team they know you know just everyone knows so I feel like when I find that right space and can move into it and offer it fully without me doing all the traveling um you know that I'll already, I, by ways, not me, the gym will already have a following of people that know that we can, you know, now that we have a facility to do what we going out there and doing. Mm -hmm. So I, I want to ask you a question here um, because I think that it's valuable to always hear, you know, what would you consider to be a word of advice that you would give somebody fairly new to the industry, somebody who maybe just stepped into gym ownership, you know, today, what would you have to say to them, Sheila? I would say, um, don't, don't be a salesperson. And I've, I've carried that from real estate into the gym. And I think that's just why it works. It just works. I don't sell people things. Um, I show them. I show them. I don't need to tell you coming in here, working out every day or being healthier, this or that is going to make you um, healthier. You know what I mean? I make people feel comfortable, um, create an atmosphere. Um, any type of person from any walks of life, from any age to whatever can walk in my gym and feel comfortable. Like there's not anyone that would walk in here and feel intimidated that they couldn't work out and that was what I said from day one was I want you know the mom whose child just went back to school and now she can finally find herself and, and get herself back feel comfortable walking in here and working out as well as you know a guy who's training to do a powerlifting show or whatever um anybody can work out here and it's um you know just offering something for everyone and just having everyone feel comfortable. I don't, I don't sell it to them. You know, I, I can't, I can't spend my time trying to sell the gym to people because the people that are already here, I won't be able to show them the attention they need. You know, like I'm here 
And if you're passionate about it and you talk to people and you kind of put it out there and let everyone know, come check it out. Come look. Sure. Come for a day for free. Come work out. Come see for yourself. Um, that's just kind of been my attitude with everything. And it's, it's just worked. It's just worked. I'm happy to hear that that has worked for you. And I'm glad that you were able to kind of share that with people. I think when you have an awesome service, it typically speaks for itself. Um, And so that kind of draws in with that. What is the, the website or the Instagram page? Where can our listeners go to find out more about what you have to offer at your facility, Sheila? Okay, so the website is barbellsgymsc.com and the our Instagram is the same, barbellsgymsc. Okay, easy enough. Thank yeah. you for being here today, Sheila. Listeners, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, go ahead and hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords Podcast, fill out the link in the description. We'll be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez, and joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Erica Johnson with Erica J Fitness out of (laughs) Richmond, Virginia. Erica, what is going on? Jackson, (laughs) sorry. There we go. It's okay. What's going on? Happy Um, birthday. Things are good. I'm good. I'm chilling. I'm good. Everything's everything's all right. Yeah. Yep. Every day is a good day. Every day is a good day. day. (laughs) And so that's it. That's it. And we appreciate you being here. We're excited to have you on. And, you you know, I think we're about ready to dive into the nitty gritty of what you have going on here with your gym and studio. But first, we want to go ahead and give the viewers a little perspective, right? So we'll give you the floor here, Erica. And if you can, in your own words, how would you describe your business and what you guys do? Oh, well, Erica J Fitness went through a couple of turns, uh, changes, but um, here at Erica J Fitness, I truly can say it has become a family. It's a sisterhood. It's the home that many people did not know that they were looking for. That's pretty much how uh, we function here. I have the uh, the middle age or the 30 and up crowd who've kind of uh, raised the family and now it's my turn. And so they come here and they kind of just rediscover themselves. So I am pretty much the, I want to reinvent myself. I'm looking for my tribe and I want to stay here forever. This is home kind of environment. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that. And so- 
we'll kind of dive right into it with the bare bones basics here. Uh, you know, Erica, how many members are you serving currently? Whew. So COVID, we'll get into that. Um, since COVID, which COVID actually was, how can I say this, a good thing. And if, we'll talk about how, what I mean by that. But I am now, I refuse to take any more, have any more than about approximately 60 people on a roster. Um, years prior to that, um, 98 to 102 people I would see a week by myself. Wow. Yeah. Burnout, major burnout. COVID shut that down (laughs) and I kept it that way. Yeah. So I'm grateful. (laughs) I'm grateful. (laughs) I had to re-strategize some things and it actually works so much better now. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And so now what I always like to say to you and get this perspective, because I think everybody's different. Mm -hmm. What works well to get new people interested or through the door for you? Um, I'm very fortunate. My clientele um, definitely share. Um, So it's kind of, I'm a referral kind of trainer. I'm not really loud. I don't do a lot of marketing. I don't do a lot of anything on social media, just enough to say I'm here. But the women, my clientele that I have, they like to, um, they bring in my new clients for me, their moms, their aunt, their daughter, their girlfriend who's going through something. So I think a lot of unfortunate trauma bonding that they're having just out in life with their friends are saying, hey, come over here because once I joined Erica J Fitness, not only was I able to kind of like, you know, start working out and things, but I was able to kind of purge some things I was going through. I was going through a divorce. I was going through school I was going and I needed somewhere I felt safe and but I wanted to be held accountable for my health at the same time but then I had a sisterhood so what happens here is the women share with other women who are going through things and they just magnetically just come here yeah it just yeah. works for me yeah I love that yeah and they yeah. It, it's 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 like it's like a magnetically I love that yeah they're, they're like searching for something so much bigger than just fitness but then they it, they get here and they're like oh my god it encompasses everything so they just kind of stay <laughs> yeah, which is great, which is yeah. a great, a great yeah. thing to have. And so now let's say leads, traffic, clients, all these things were hypothetically unlimited here. I mean, how much higher can you go than where you're at now? So um, this would be my last year at this facility. We outgrew this studio two years ago. Um, actually the second year here, we knew we had a problem. Um, it was time to go bigger, but I, of course you're in a lease. I didn't buy the building. And so, um, what I've been doing, working with my coaches and we've been planning for our exit to actually get a much bigger facility, more of a gym environment, but with the same feel. So we're in the midst of doing that now since I have one year to go. Yeah. We got to go bigger. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. And, um, now with that, I think this kind of leads to my next question. And I'm not talking metric specifically, but just in general, how do you track, right? So meaning if somebody just started, if somebody needs to cancel, if somebody's up for a renewal, whatever it may be, how do you track those numbers? Um, you have to have a coach. I have one. I have someone who runs all that for me, but I see everything as well. Oh, wow. So I have a system for that. So my That's system, great. it um, I know when you booked, I know when you're paying, I know when um, your last month is coming up. Um, you have okay. an email system that lets you know, this is what's about to happen. Are you renewing? Um, uh, everything comes to text message. Everything is really linked together. So I'm never not in the know. I know group members versus personal training clients versus stretch therapy clients. Everyone is kind of separated. 
yeah, I don't yeah. have to worry about any of that. Mm-mm. That's great. And that, yeah. I think that's so important because I think a lot of people can get overwhelmed by not tracking. When I was winging it. Yeah. When I was winging it, <laughs> I yeah. did that for years, but when I was winging it and just had notes and just, you know, spread Excel spreadsheets and stuff and, oh my God, it wasn't yeah. working. Yeah. And I, I appreciate that transparency there, honestly, mm-hmm. just because I think a lot of people overlook the value mm-hmm. of, of tracking and the value of that. I think that's so, so important. Yeah. And so um, now going to ask a little bit of a longer witted question here, Sure. but a good question in itself here, Erica. So mm-hmm. um, bear with me. If you need me to, to you know, re-explain anything, just let me know. Um, you know, uh, in the fitness and gym industry, there's about three pillars of business we use pretty predominantly. And what we've been discussing this entire podcast are going to be your lead generation, which is your marketing, getting people through the door, right? Your acquisition, which is your sales, right? And then you have your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. Mm-hmm. So of those three, where do you feel like you could improve the most? Marketing, uh, marketing and um, it was retention. It was well, still waivers with that because you have your seasons. Um, so I guess to say marketing and probably retention, marketing was horrific for me. And I think for me, because you know, when I started, it's not like I'm ancient, but when I started, social media was, you know, it was out there, but you didn't really consider it too much. I wasn't doing videos. I wasn't doing pictures. It was a word of mouth. And, you know, they just kind of came, you know, and I was in a gym environment too. So it was easier. The people were right there. I was in someone else's gym. Um, and then when I jumped out on my own and opened up my studio, it's like, how are they going to, how are they going to know I'm here? What do I do? And I wasn't too famous on going online. I'm a very private person. So it was like, oh, you need to get on social media. Oh, I don't want social media. It's not about your want. You have to. And then you get on social media and it's like, oh my God, Instagram, Twitter, this, that, Facebook, you know, ads and all those things are very, very overwhelming. But I mean, if you want to grow and you want to be seen, you had no choice. You had to learn how to do it or you had to hire out to do it. Yeah. And so I had to adjust and put some of my, you know, ego aside and say, hey, this is what must happen. And then once we started getting on board with that, it was people are coming and then they're disappearing. And why did she leave or why was it so sudden? So I had to learn about the whole retention thing, how to keep them here, how once they're here right now, what to offer them while they're here now to make them want to stay, you know, or the holidays came. How do I get them to come back? So that's still a work in progress, you know, or the summer months, that's uh, that's slower in the summer. Everybody's like, oh, I'll just deal with the body I have. I'll be back later on, you know, uh, never mind, I'm good. Well, how do I get you to want to come back? Or how do I get you to keep paying until you want to come back in the fall? Like, it's always a game, you know? So marketing retention were just, uh, that's, they're still gambles for me. Yeah. 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 And, I, and I understand that. And I think, yeah. again, I want to say, I appreciate the transparency here too, mm-hmm. because I think, when you can put success to the side, it's a little bit that you can still improve in certain places. I think that oh, really shows absolutely. your character and shows yeah. that the direction right. you're going to go in. Right. right. I think, um, and it's about doing the basics the best. I think right. that's really what makes you the most successful. And I think um, the fact that a lot of the viewers will see this and be like, wow, like there is still room to improve. I think it's, that's eye opening for everybody. It's always. So, yeah. Never yeah. think there's not an area of improvement and, and know your weaknesses and, and put the ego aside to say, Hey, I'm not strong there. So I need to, I need to find someone to handle that for me. And I had to work on that as well. Like I want to have wear all 13 hats. Well, guess what? A lot of stuff is going to fail. 
you know, you're not going to get any additional clientele or, you know, something's going to go down by the wayside that's going to trickle effect and hurt something else. Yeah. So you have to hire out, you have to invest, you have to have someone who's, you know, in that craft who can handle that for you to take care of for you. Other than that, that business is doomed. Yeah, it's true. And yeah. I, it's the hard truth that some people need to hear. Yeah. And last two questions for you here, Eric, I'm on two mm-hmm. favorite questions. All right. What's the bigger picture for you? I know you kind of alluded to it earlier, but I want to hear like a, a, a spiel. Like what's the bigger overarching goal? I want a wellness center um, and not the typical wellness center. Oh, we can come here and just kumbaya and talk about health and hug. No, um, I want a facility for all age groups. Um, in this facility, I actually want, I have a lot of youth come to me who are interested in um the fitness industry and they have nowhere to go. They don't know what to do or no one wants to give them a shot. I want them to come to me. I want to groom them. I want them to find their, their footing in this industry. I want to help them get their certificates and their, you know, and their instructor's licenses or whatever it may be. Um, I want them to be able to come to me for like a year or two, get them groomed so they can come to kind of step out. Um, not afraid like I was, you know, having the courage to do it. And also they know all the business points of it at all. Instead of just drop jumping out of there and it being a hobby or they're not doing their taxes right, or they don't know what EIN or business credit. Like I want to groom them um, the behind the scenes that no one ever taught me. Um, I also want that place to be where you do go for learning about your nutrition and um, your stretch classes and yoga. I want you to come there as a one-stop shop to learn and then actually uh, to go out there and present it to the community. And then you kind of graduate out. I want that. I want a hub is what I want. Yeah. You want <laughs> the big stuff, the real deal. The big stuff, You're yeah. going into a, yeah. a, a new world. Um, I want, yeah. Yeah. I won't be that's, training that's, anymore. <laughs> well, I, I think it's beautiful that you're, you want to continue to help people. Right? You're, you're, you're genuinely here to help. And, and I just want to help. Yeah. Put an, an impact on a lot of people because yeah. you've, you know what I always say your hurt becomes your gift right and whatever you you struggled with yeah you want to make sure no one else has to. I don't want them to I feel that awesome. yeah I don't want them to so. feel that not to the degree that I had to yeah that's it I love that I love it well it was a mic drop of an answer there Erica but I got one more for you unfortunately <laughs> okay. so we can't close it out there okay but I'm curious to see this answer so you know if you can go back in time here Erica to when you first started your gym sit yourself down with the knowledge you have now and give yourself that one piece of advice you think you really needed to hear what would that advice be for you? Do it. Do it. Fear has no place here. And even if you're scared, cry, scream, have a tantrum, but just keep going. Do it. It doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. As long as you're not harming anyone, you know, if you're not stealing from anyone else, do it. And if you fail, you really didn't. You just learned a lesson. So then go back and do it better, you know? get up, try it again. And that's something I was so fearful in doing. I didn't want to network. I didn't want to try new things. I was very comfortable. Comfortability, oh my God, it will hurt your business so bad. Read, you know, interview the person who's made it and then interview the person who hadn't, didn't make it. And then sit there and be like, okay, now let me devise my plan of how I'm going to do it. Don't be, um, don't have so much pride to go to someone and say, hey, I don't know how to do this. Or, you know, can you help me? Or I don't understand this. Open your mouth, ask questions. And also don't be afraid in the beginning to do things for free. I 
or donation-based classes and things. I didn't do it in the beginning, but when I did, not only did like my portfolio of people like grow, but it's amazing how the community was like, oh, go to her. And then entail like the income, it came effortlessly. Yeah. But my name was in so many rooms after that, you know? So now I still do that. I do donation-based classes. I do things for churches. I do things for community centers. But those people who are coming there to take my classes, they are somebody. And then what happens is they call me and say, hey, I want you to work with my company or I want you. So just do it. If you think of it, do it. Just do it. <laughs> do it yeah, that, that's the uh <laughs> the, the good old reciprocity yeah give give, give and you're gonna give. give you got to give I don't be it. scared just do yeah, it you can't be oh well mm. look erica that was a big mic drop of an answer <laughs> if i could drop this on the floor right now i would but it's a good place to wrap things up on this episode but before we sign out i mean please shout out your instagram facebook website anything you have where can people find out more about you and the facility um, I am Erica J Fitness. It's my name. Yes, my name is Erica Jackson. And Erica J Fitness is my business. Uh, my fitness studio is off of uh, 5209 East uh, South Laburnum. I apologize. South Laburnum in Richmond, Virginia. I also have a um, an extension of Erica J Fitness. I am a stretch therapist. I have a company called Ejuvenate. And in that um, business, it's out in Manchester in Richmond. And I do stretch therapy, Reiki, meditation, massage therapy, spiritual counseling, anything of a healing agent. I offer that as well. Um, my website is ericajfitness.com. Uh, my Instagram is ericajfitness. There we go. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and that's about it. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Erica, we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. And we look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. Thank if you don't mind sticking around for one more second, just so I can let you know how you're going to get the podcast, I'd appreciate it. So going to sign everybody else out of here, okay? Thank you. Awesome. And to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit that like and subscribe button. And if you want to come in and join us and talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.